This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hour number three of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming in hot, Ed Egros and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We've got four games, and let's go ahead and jump right on in. We'll start with the Titans and the Texans. This line has moved down from Texans minus five down to minus four. Total has gone up from 43 and a half to 44. Aaron, what do you like here? Uh, I really like Texans. I love CJ Stroud. Let's get the band back together again. Stroud over 257 and a half. Looks like he's going to play. I think he can go over that number. He's going to be motivated. He's got a little competition for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, my mortgage is due soon. I may no, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I'm going to put my mortgage on that prop. That would be uh, irresponsible. No, no, don't do that. Don't I do wouldn't that. do that. No. I've actually never done that, shockingly. I'm irresponsible, but not that bad. Uh, I do love <laughs> this prop, though. I think I think it's going to be a big game for him. Uh, I love it. And then you've got Will Anderson. He's not going to play. But you've got Will Levis. He's got, what, an ankle injury or something? So that's not good. So I like everything Texans here. This is one of those deals where I think, yes, the Titans are out of it. They're not going to make the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't strike me as the tanking type. Like, you know, you have certain types out there in the world. And you go, okay, well, when the going gets tough, they become a turtle or they get super aggressive or whatever. I think the Titans... Yeah, like whenever like there's some sort of conflict or disagreement or whatever it is, you go turtle and then you sort of bury your head and then you act like nothing's going on. Like, all right, the Tennessee turtles, not not legit actual (laughs) turtles, just like you turt like the verb turtle, like you turtle like turtling. I guess I know, I know. Yes. Um, I've got turtles on the brain. Uh, But, you know, as we get out of our shell here, I think this is a game where the Titans do want to be able uh, to play spoiler. I I think this is still possible. Like, I know some people are throwing out the idea of Will Levis just not playing because, okay, yeah, he may not be 100%, etc. No, I do think that if Will Levis is available, he's going to be out there. He's been slinging it a lot to DeAndre Hopkins and company just because I think playing spoiler is important evaluation is important and guys want to keep their jobs or maybe go to greener pastures, whatever the case may be. So I'm actually backing the Titans in this spot. I will also be curious, like, yeah, CJ Stroud, like he's coming back, but first off, who is he going to be throwing it to? That's a big question. And also too, after a serious concussion for two weeks, what version are we going to get of him? 
Is it going to be the same one or is it going to be a more conservative C.J. Stroud? And if that's the case, then he can't be the same guy he was before. This was a guy who Mm -hmm. could throw it beyond 10 air yards consistently. But can that happen in that first game back? I have my doubts, even though the matchup suggests he can. I think medically I have some concerns there that I don't necessarily have for Will Levis. And so in that respect, I uh, will be backing the Titans. Hmm. <laughs> uh, turtle, are... Ninja Turtle, number one seed. I'm a big Michelangelo girl. Um, my, my... You like Raphael. Because he's a party dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Donatello, Raph guy. <laughs> Raph was just, mi- Raph was misunderstood, you know? Really? How so? Yeah. I like Splinter. <laughs> Not a turtle, Aaron. Like, come on. I'm going to get one job. We're Casey power Jones ranking Ninja Turtles. Casey Jones. I said, April April. Also not a turtle. Shredder. Still not a turtle. Be Perhaps April inspired my career. I mean, Paul's got oh, a I lot of underlying that. anger here on this topic. That kind of like spun out there for a second. Are you good, man? No, I just like, no, I just, like <laughs> we're talking about turtles, not rats and humans. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to Honestly, I Shredder think I missed an opportunity. Going back to this game, I missed an opportunity with Daigle. Like, is it a Nico Collins game? What are we doing? Oh, like, my God. CJ's not again. <laughs> Nico Collins is the foot re- soldier or the foot clan. I relapsed. <laughs> Why not relapse and just go back to the Nico Collins well? 59 and a half. If I think CJ Stroud's having a... That's a re-relapse. You've got until Monday. You've got until Monday. This is your last week to do it. The new year, new you. No Nico. So we'll allow one more There time. will be no new Hawk. I was going to say, do you really think I'm making wholesale changes to my personality at this stage in life? No. Let's be honest. The, the New Year's resolution right, is to look at the mirror and say, <laughs> run it back. That's how this goes down. We all Nico! know it. Yeah, I might not uh, put as much money on him as I have in the past, but I think it's that, a CJ Stroud game. <laughs> yes. Three quarters with of a you year at- instead of a full one. I could see the Titans keeping this somewhat close, um, but I really do like the C.J. Stroud props. I'm not that nervous about him coming back from a concussion. Okay, fair enough. How about we move on now to the Raiders and the Colts? This one is sneaky good. Sneaky good on so many fronts. Uh, Colts, three and a half point favorites here. Total of 42 and a half. That has gone down from 43 and a half from earlier in the week. What do we do about this one? Because the Colts, they can still win the AFC South, but with the Raiders, they're kind of trendy. Kind of trendy. I mean, I like some Moneyline dogs this week. Panthers, Raiders, uh, Bears. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Pierce has done a great job. Like, you keep seeing the locker room Raiders. I mean, the team loves him. They're trying to get him the job. I could see a situation where, you know, plus 162 Raiders money line. Like, why not? I've the Colts, speaking of sneaky, they've just been sneaky good this year. I keep waiting for them to fall off a cliff. They have dropped two of their last three, but I'm going to stick to it. Vegas money line. Paul, what are you up to? 
I'm getting texts <laughs> and grin. tweets and slacks about about our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> takes. But no, I'm actually oh. yeah, Raider Raiders plus three and a half. I uh, it's that or nothing for me. I just like I can't get to the Colts lane more than a field goal. The Raiders Antonio Pierce effect is real. Are they still smoking cigars after every win? I guess I would like to know that. I hope uh, so. But number one, that that's bad right? for your lungs. Yeah, eh, that's don't more, it's more of a mouth cancer thing with cigars. But <laughs> anyway, I'm not a doctor. Uh, number one run defense and EPA per play uh, top five versus the past second half of the season. So like he is very much, you know, remade this defense. Uh, that's legit. Could look at indie running back unders. Um, looks like Zach Moss is back at practice in a limited fashion. So kind of see how that shakes out the rest of the week uh, between him and Jonathan Taylor. But, yeah, top five Raiders run D uh, since week 10. And then on the other side, like, again, we know what the Raiders want to do. They want to run the ball and play defense. Indy is one of the worst Mm -hmm. tackling teams in the NFL per PFF. It's not a, you know, perfect thing. Like, okay, let's attack this. But just, like, if they want to run the ball and, like, Josh Jacobs still out of practice, could Zamir White have another uh, decent game? Maybe, I don't know, if this is going to be a running game, do you want to go maybe look at the total and go under? That could be an option, um, but I, this is definitely sidewise. It's Raiders or nothing for me at more than a field goal. Not only that, but the Colts and Michael Pittman, like they really need him in terms of value to that unit. And I mean, it was a relapse that caused him not to play against the Falcons. And so I have some real trust issues when it comes to if Michael Pittman's going to be out there. I get, I think he's been uh, a limited participant in practice this week, but He's cleared. He's definitely been a limited participant. I don't know if he's officially passed the concussion protocol, but it it seems like he's likely to play this weekend. Right. And and then what version are you going to get of him? Because I think he is incredibly impactful to this passing attack. And without him, I mean, look, Alec Pierce, maybe the only other deep threat that matters here. Josh Downs, uh, maybe the buy and bolt guy with an 18% target share. But the point is the Josh Downs thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're over it. Alec Pierce uh, can be over it as well. Uh, But, like, the passing attack goes as Michael Pittman goes. And if he's far from 100%, then absolutely I think Raiders' money line would be a good play. And it also leads me to my next question here. Like, if you think that the Raiders can win this thing outright, should you also sprinkle a little bit on the Raiders to make the playoffs? Because if they win their last two in this one and then Week 18 against the Broncos – then I think they're a little bit better than a coin flip to make the playoffs. And I'm saying plus 590 for them to do so. And they're knocking out, I don't know if it's officially, but they're passing one of the teams they have to pass if they win this game. Correct. Yes. Denver has a near impossible path to the playoffs, but the Raiders, it is more than doable if they win out. Plus nine, plus 590. If you think the Raiders can win this thing outright, and I think uh, all of us feel like that there's a good chance and maybe a sprinkle on the money line is good, is that the next step? Then you might as Yeah, I don't hate it because I feel pretty strongly Raiders' money line, so you might as well, right? Mm -hmm. They're at home next week, projected as a one-point dog against the Broncos, and what? I mean, Stidham? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that look at all. And honestly, mm. as like just a football fan, I would much rather watch. I mean, I think the seven seeds dead anyway in the AFC. 
I feel like ah, maybe the Raiders get blown out in that game too. I just like I I keep like going through the playoff machine, and it's just like the Colts are just sitting there at the seven seed. I'm like, this stink. Like this is boring. Like right. Minshew's cool we, we and all, but yeah. yeah, we we do deserve better than that. I that and that maybe that's just the play that I look at. Not so much money line, but just plus five ninety. Eh, that, that's not bad given the the real possibilities there. How about we move on now to the Steelers and the Seahawks? Seattle three and a half point favorites, slightly juiced in Pittsburgh's direction. Total of forty one, kind of a lower total we're seeing here in Week Seventeen. Aaron, how are you playing it? Oh, I know it's the bat. It's the battle of the two inconsistent teams. I can't wait for this one. I don't know what I'm going to get from either team, to be honest. So a part of me is just like, you might as well just take Tomlin here. Um, one prop that I really do like is Pickens, uh, because Seattle defensively, they're 24th DVOA, which was surprising from Pete Carroll's squad. Not a good defense. Uh, Pickens, over three and a half receptions. Uh, there's one three and a half everywhere else is going to four and a half. So I like the over three and a half, um, four and a half at plus money. Don't hate that one either. But I think Pickens can have a big game here. I almost feel like both defenses might play well in this one. And maybe the underplay or under props might be the best way to go. I don't have a play on the side here. Geno Smith needs mm-hmm. time to develop play action. And certainly when he does, he's devastating. But the Steelers do have the fifth highest quick pressure rate at roughly 20%. It's not necessarily, you know, the, the Cowboys or Browns in terms of frequency. But it is more than enough to where Geno Smith may not be able to resort to play action as much as he would like. So I'm expecting him to get relatively stymied and maybe uh, aside from a couple of deep shots at DK Metcalf, I'm not expecting Seattle to do very much. And do we really trust the Steelers offense? Like, I don't really care what happened last week. Like, let's let's look at the complete picture, the macro look. I don't trust them at all. So probably under is the play, but under props I'm probably more comfortable with. Uh, Like Jalen Warren under 26 and a half receiving yards. I think that's a really good look. I'm not expecting much of a Mm -hmm. passing attack. They probably keep it on the ground a little bit more. Pittsburgh does, but that's how I would handle it, Paul. Yeah, I've been trying to do do the Jalen Warren thing for a couple of weeks now, and I have officially will not relapse to doing that again this weekend. So nothing there. Uh, as you guys mentioned, the Seahawks' worst defense in the league over the second half of the season. Like, that is – what are we doing there? Uh, I did mention Pittsburgh plus three and a half as a potential contest play yesterday. You know what? Strike that from the record. I just – I'm not going to trust <laughs> – Back Mason Rudolph going into, you know, facing the 12th man and all that. So it's it's definitely not Seattle, though. Um, no play on the side there. Honestly, just a complete stay away for me. And I would like to see, shocker, Seattle get into the playoffs. I think them and the Rams both getting in could, could make things kind of fun in the NFC, especially if you line those guys up against, like, an Eagles and, like, a Lions sort of deal. Uh, but no play here, side total, really anything at all. <laughs> yeah it's tough i'm tempted mm-hmm. just to bet the steelers but i think the pit i'll just stick with the pickens play in this one any okay. other props that you guys looked at that you like nope i got nothing nah. i got nothing uh how about we quickly uh go over chargers and broncos here of course we talked about it a good bit this week uh with the change <laughs> of quarterback to jared stidham for denver they are three and a half point favorites now with a total of 36 and a half aaron 
Man, I don't even know what to do with this one. This is wild. Like, should the Broncos be favorites here? You got you got a lot of problems on both sides of the ball and with the coaching issues that we've seen. I might not touch this one. I just don't know, have enough information, to be honest, like to feel comfortable or strongly. I mean, the Denver thing just did not work out. Russ, this is terrible. <laughs> what we do know is that the Broncos will keep it on the ground. I think that's safe to say. Javante Williams over 12 and a half yards, his longest run. That I feel really good about. At least you can back him and feel comfortable about it and not have to worry about anything else. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the two-minute drill, our favorite plays for the college football playoff and Sunday night football and all sorts of other good stuff right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still plenty more to get to here on the program, including our lightning bets. But now it is time to bring in Paul Aspen for the two-minute drill. Let's do it. Two-minute drill. All right. All right. It's time to go no huddle with a BetQL Daily two-minute drill. There. All right. There you A little go. bit of everything here. Little Packers-Vikings, some college football, and, of course, the weekly leaders, alternate lines, anything we want to do there. Let's start with, you know what, let's start with college, then go back to the NFL. So let's talk CFP on Monday. We will have a show Monday. Definitely check us out at normal time slot, 9 and noon Eastern. Talk about all the college football playoff games. Want to get your take as we head into the weekend. I will be poly public, riding with the public on Bama. Short underdog against Michigan, total of 44 and a half. So whether it's Bama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, Ed, your favorite plays for the college football playoff on Monday. Well, when we talk about the Rose Bowl, we had Parker Fleming on yesterday from Sumer Sports, and I couldn't agree with him more when it comes to analyzing Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. There's The sample size is just too small with him, right? Like, oh, wow, that's great. Michigan can run the ball that often and still win the game against whomever. No, 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 no. They need to be able to have some kind of an aerial attack against elite competition so that we can be comfortable backing the Wolverines. We have not seen that enough. We haven't seen them play really good competition week in and week out, unlike Alabama in the SEC, and they have gotten better and better and better. I do have some concerns about the Michigan ground game. What can they do against Alabama's elite front and that run defense? Overall, I think Alabama can win this thing outright. And like I've said before on the socials, I think betting on Alabama to win the national championship now at two to one is a good value play, Aaron. I like Alabama too. 
Uh, I think the big question is whether Alabama will be able to move the ball and score on this Michigan defense. But I think with Nick Saban, I trust. So Alabama, <laughs> let's go. Nick Saban, all this time to prepare. Yes, please. Put it on a coin. Shout out Michael Felder, who told us about a month ago, Michigan does not want this smoke. And hey, look, J.J. <laughs> McCarthy wouldn't throw a pass in the second half against Penn State. So I got to agree with him. I'm just hoping Michigan shows up with aviators like they did before getting smoked by Georgia a couple of years back. What about the other game, Washington, Texas? I think this is one where, yes, Texas will get creative offensively, but I think Washington can too. I don't see this coaching mismatch to where four points makes a whole lot of sense. I think the Huskies can cover this number. I think Michael Penix Jr. can do whatever is required of him, whether it's quick passes, something relatively short, intermediate, or it's just throwing bombs every single time. I think this is a more versatile quarterback than we have been expecting, anticipating. So I would definitely say Washington is great as a dog and might even sprinkle a little bit on the money line yeah i i think it was when michael felder was on our show i ended up betting alabama huskies exact matchup can't remember what the odds were i have to go back and find it but uh <laughs> i think he suggested that or at least one of our guests did and so i like both the dogs here rooting for chaos why not let's do it i would I would like to see Washington win. We were early on Washington like three years ago. So let's go. Let's get it done. <laughs> oh, Husky yeah. yeah. Bill Steele. So, so yeah. So let's see that. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Let's get back to the NFL. Uh, NFC North tilt on Sunday night football. Packers. Uh, seeing them as a short favorite somewhere. They've at least come down from plus two to plus one at the Vikings with the Jaron Hall news. Total also moving a full three points down from 46 and a half to 43 and a half on the Minnesota quarterback news. What do you like in this Packers Vikings game side total prop? Both I'd say alive for a NFC playoff spot. You can't simply look at this Vikings defense and say, wow, they blitz a lot. How does this quarterback do against the blitz? And then ultimately you have your answer. Like it's a little bit more complicated than that. And one way that it is, is that the Vikings do love dropping a defender into coverage from the line of scrimmage. And they do so at the second highest rate in football. Yeah, they can still blitz, but they can also play back a good bit and really confuse a young quarterback. We saw that in that last meeting where Jordan Love really just wasn't able to adjust. And as especially if the Packers don't have Christian Watson, then they can't blow the top off the defense and make them rethink whatever they want to do. So that's problem number one. And then problem number two is that this Packers defense is terrible. It's really, really bad. Like you adjust their numbers to strength of schedule and you get something just absolutely pathetic. And Jair Alexander's not even playing because he's, you know, going into the huddle. You guys see this? Like he's telling everybody that they want to start on defense. Like, do you not know the rules of football? Oh, that was atrocious. That soundbite, I was I was really taken aback. I had to watch that a couple times because I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> there was a lot a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Whoa. Exactly. What do you supposed to do about this? Yes, I'm backing the Vikings. Dumpster fire in Green Bay. Um, what do we think about Justin Jefferson? Seems like he's going to have a game. So for me, my handicapping on this one is, listen, Jordan Love, 
if you're going to be the franchise quarterback, you need to put some quality effort on film so that, you know, the front office takes a look at it and evaluates. He was like, oh, yeah, remember that game? I think he has to ball out in this game. So that makes me like the Packers side. But from a props perspective, I think Justin Jefferson will also have a game. TJ Hawkinson out. We might see some Josh Oliver. We've seen that before a little bit this season. Mm -hmm. So could be looking at a touchdown prop there. Uh, All right. So let's move to the full Sunday slate for some weekly leaders or if there's some guys you like for maybe an alternate line for a prop. So passing leaders. Patrick Mahomes is your favorite at plus 850 against the Bengals. Stafford, Purdy, Tua, all at the top of the board. Anyone? Tyrod against the Rams? Anyone uh, you like down the board, Aaron, uh, to lead the Sunday in passing yards? Well, Purdy at 11-1 to 1 doesn't even feel like down the board. That's pretty good value against this commander's team that is horrible. I'm yeah. shocked that the... That almost like the the second favorite is eleven to one. I mean, usually it's like seven to one or something like that. So I like that value on Brock Purdy. I would definitely be looking there. Do you suppose, Aaron, that because Brock Purdy has sort of fallen out of favor as far as MVP voting is concerned, that if you're going up against a defense where you can do literally whatever you want, like not just necessarily for MVP, but maybe just as a confidence boost for a young quarterback, maybe have him in there a little bit longer and have him pass a little bit more than he normally would. Do you think that's a possibility? I do, and I think Shanny probably wants to boost his confidence as well. You know, after that last game, we hadn't seen a performance like that from him. You had to go back to his college career where he had all those interceptions. So to have three interceptions before halftime, like, he needs to get right. Like, this is a perfect mm-hmm. spot for him to just go off. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Just hit that refresh button, baby. I think that can definitely happen here. And 11 to 1 is not a bad look. Tua at 11 to 1, I think, also makes a good bit of sense. It is one of the higher scoring games of Sunday between the Dolphins and Ravens. So Tua to Tyreek makes a whole lot of sense. That could be a connection uh, to back here. But Cardinals Eagles is also a sneaky high total. And I wonder if Kyler Murray at 30 to 1 makes a good bit of sense mm-hmm. because if this Eagles secondary really is that bad. Wouldn't be surprised if Murray airs it out a good bit. And it's not going to be just to say Trey McBride. It might be to a bunch of unknowns. This could be a really weird Arizona game where, yeah, they lose, but either they keep it close or it's like a, you know, a 35-25 kind of a game. I think Kyler Murray offers a really good look. And so does Jalen Hurts at 22 to 1. I also like that one too. I wish you luck with Kyler. I've tried to do the Kyler things with like a 250 plus the last couple of weeks and have not gotten close. So Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to receiving yards. Tyreek is your favorite at plus 475. Anyone who you think will lead Sunday in receiving yards that has some value. I love AJ Brown at 25 to 1. I know you guys think mm. this might be a Devontae Smith game, but listen. If you can't move the ball and do something against the Cardinals, who are the worst defensive team in the NFL, what are we even doing? Like, you've got to get something going and got to get right. I keep saying it about this Eagles team, but again, like, I'm not going to get off it now because they are playing the Cardinals. And at 25 to 1, A.J. Brown, like, it's A.J. Brown. Come on. He's going to get this. (laughs) It's A.J. Brown. I can't go falsetto. I feel bad. Uh, now, Devontae Smith is 70-1 to 1 if you uh, want to take a flyer on that one, and I just might. Uh, but A.J. Brown, definitely the better look at 25-1. to 1. And plus, if I'm already recommending a ladder with Tyreek Hill at plus 475, the favorite, that's probably also a place where I obviously have to go. Um, but as far as, like, my favorite game to go over here, Cardinals-Eagles, outside of, the, uh, of A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith, I don't know where you would go with the Cardinals. Like, I feel like everybody would probably have 60 to 70 yards apiece, and it's going to be a bunch of random folks. And so I don't really know if there's a side there I could back. But if there are any other receivers who make sense, uh, I know John Daigle mentioned Chris Olave going way over his prop. He's at 22 to 1 to be the receiving leader. Don't necessarily hate that one, especially if this Bucks secondary, say, you know, doesn't get their way or say there's a rash of injuries in a very physical division game. I think Olave could very well be a good play. And also Mike Evans is also 22 to 1. If you think the Saints defense without Marshawn Lattimore is just weak sauce, then I think that's also a good spot. Some uh, juicy numbers on Devontae. If you want to do like 100 plus, it's plus 550. So some uh, some value there for sure. Rushing leader, 
Kyron Williams against the Giants. He is three to one as your favorite. Looking a little bit down the board. Uh, I mean, like James Connor against an Eagles defense that has been pretty bad, but the game script doesn't really set up for that. He's forty to one. But who do we like to lead the NFL in rushing on Sunday? Well, I wrote down my favorite, Josh Jacobs, number one, because we know what the Raiders like to do. And then number two, Swifty. You know, Joe's not here, but that's his guy, DeAndre Swift at 17 to one. I mean, Eagles, anything for these leaders. I don't think you can go wrong against the Cardinals. Are we channeling our inner Joe Ostrowski? Shouldn't we be channeling our inner Tucker Ostrowski looking for some adorable dogs somewhere here on the board? That makes way more sense. There it is. That's incredible we have that at the ready. We may not have the two-minute drill at the ready, but we've got Tucker there ready and set to go. That's awesome. I've never seen Joe so happy either. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like when he bet on the Orioles uh, to win the the division at fifty to one, he was less happy than just holding Tucker. That is or context when, there. When he accidentally bet Swift as the rushing leader for the season, I don't understand was- this. This is so weird. These numbers are crazy. I, I, how much money you think you put on it? He's like, I hit it again. Uh, I hit it again. I hit it again. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't Jake that was like, um, I think this is the wrong thing that you're talking about. Oh, my God. Someone was, yeah. Yeah, put on the spectacles and then saw it happen. Uh, Massive drop-off after Kyron Williams. I wouldn't back Williams here just because I think it'll be the passing attack. That's how the Rams go nuts. Uh, CMC, I guess, is all right. But, look, James Cook at 15-1. to the Bills are completely different under Joe Brady. They won, They want to run the ball a good bit more. Game script is telling them to run the football a good bit more. Love that play there. Even Ty Chandler at 14-1. to 1. Like, you got Jaron Hall in there. You're probably going to run the ball a little bit more. And I think the Vikings can win this thing going away. So why not give Chandler a few more totes? And look, this is a Packers defense that may not be able to contain him very well. So Chandler and James Cook are my plays. Mentioned HN earlier uh, against the Ravens defense that's beatable on the ground. He's 25 to 1. Wondering if, if there's any. Oh, if uh, Josh Jacobs doesn't play Zamir White, you could just plug and play. Same number, uh, uh, 20 to 1 as well. Uh, so that is most of what I got. Anything else, whether it's college hoops, NBA, New Year's plans, the floor is yours. Oh, man. You don't want to know my New Year's plans. I absolutely do. Rhode Island. <laughs> the, the, are they legal? <laughs> the car wash? Totally the, totally the opposite. Yeah, I am not doing anything exciting. I have been... I can't believe I'm going to do this because my daughter's recovering from pink eye. But I have plans and prepared to potty train her this weekend. So, wish me luck. Wow. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Rager at the Hawksworth household. I will not be sober throughout this process. I'm going to need wine ready. (laughs) This is Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, an alcoholic Aaron Hawksworth and company share their lightning bets for the weekend right here on the Becky All Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
Are you? This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, this is our last BetQL Daily of 2023. And while we could come up with some outstanding pomp and circumstance, I do feel like that it will pale in comparison to what the Pop-Tarts Bowl did yesterday with an actual mascot coming out of this makeshift toaster, greeting all of the fans, And then the winning team got to eat said mascot perfectly toasted. And apparently it was quite delicious. Uh, You talk about a PR campaign that was second to none. How in the world is anyone supposed to top that, Aaron? I don't know. I love it. And I also love Pop-Tarts. I haven't had one in a very, very long time, but they are delicious. Not healthy, but that hasn't stopped me before. Are you a Pop-Tart guy? I, I have been, yeah, and I don't need to toast them. They are fine raw. Oh, no I like big them raw. Whatsoever. Raw. <laughs> Relax, Hawk. This is how we should end 2023, right here. Oh, God. See you never in 2024. <laughs> Someone else talk, I can't. I was gonna. Do, I was gonna make like, the case about like toaster strudels being better than pop tarts, but you know, I mean, we already are losing really Hawk. Let's it. not go down that lane. No, we need to ask Erin about frosting. Does she like frosting oh, on her uh, pop tarts, or does she like them uh, without? Uh, definitely the frosting. You know, uh, working in local news, you don't have time to. Sometimes you're eating on the run. The pop tarts in the vending machine. They have definitely yes. been a meal for me before. <laughs> all right, all oh, time no. cold foods. Kind of out of continuing yesterday's conversation, I'd say like cold pizzas up there, like yes. cold leftover noodles, but of the like Asian variety, like Chinese food, Thai food. Yes. Uh, Pop tarts could, could. I guess they're never cooked, but they're just cold. Uh, what else? I can't think of anything else. I think that's about right. I, I think that's kind of yeah. the list. And, and it, I'm not you know, a big leftover person, but I do eat the ones you mentioned. Other than that, I'm I don't really save food because I just I know I won't eat it, and I don't want it sitting in my fridge and cell container just being disgusting. I have a three day limit when it comes to leftovers. I can eat the same dinner three consecutive days, but then after that, I'm absolutely sick of it, and I can't wow. do it again. And that's cooking for myself. It, and some people say it's on, like, cooking for yourself is hard, right? Just because, yeah. like, sometimes you make a batch that lasts for five, six days. What are you supposed to do? Even we're, we're not supposed to live like that. Else is hard. <laughs> cooking in general. Find me a man who can cook, please. <laughs> that That's your New Year's <laughs> resolution for 2024. Men who cook. It's not Everything that else hard. It's really not. It that isn't. Hard. Like, it's just the time just this, that I don't have. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Follow the recipe. Oh, I was talking about like I was more like talking about like dudes, get your game up, like cook some. Oh. Things. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Shane cooks. Shout yeah. out to Shane. He does. What up, Famously. Shane? 
right. saw Shane on like December 15th. He's like, what, you guys aren't off for the rest of the year? I was like, no, Shane, I don't work at a bank, but I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> or at a school. We're teachers, yeah. 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 When am I going to step foot on uh, my college campus again? I don't know yet. I'll figure it out uh, on the new year and then uh, update and revise the syllabus. Uh, As for my lightning bets, uh, I mentioned my alt spread of the week is Rams minus seven and a half because the Giants defense cannot contain whatever Sean McVay wants to throw at them, whether it's going to be Kyron Williams running against stacked boxes or Matt Stafford throwing to his two favorite targets. Doesn't really matter. The Giants defense will be ill-prepared. High variance game in all likelihood. So that means make your money with your alternate spread. So Rams minus seven and a half. This was a bet that Brad Spielberger of PFF threw out earlier in the week, and I'm going to back it. C.D. Lamb over seven and a half receptions. But I also feel like you can go alt receiving yards with him as well. I would recommend plus 110 yards at plus 124 with him. But my bet here will be the over receptions. Next up, Gardner Minshew. What do we want to do with this Raiders defense? We want to back them in some way, whether it's on the money line or something else in the prop market. Well, I am seeing Gardner Minshew to throw an interception at plus 125 and Michael Pittman being not 100% or whatever. Do they still force in the ball, even though there might be tight windows? I don't know. But if I'm getting plus money on a pick for Gardner Minshew, I'm going to go ahead and take it. So that's a bet I like. Next up, Brock Purdy. Longest pass over 39 and a half yards at minus 120 on BetMGM. And the beauty is I don't have to pick who it's going to go to. It could be Debo. It could be Ayuk. It could be CMC. It could be somebody. It could be the Pop-Tart mascot back from the dead. It doesn't matter. I just want Brock Purdy to complete a pass more than 40 yards, and I know he's going to do it in this one. And then finally, we talked about totals with John Daigle. Please make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But I think Cardinals-Eagles over 48 is a massively good play. I do think Kyler Murray can at least keep this game interesting, uh, but I definitely believe that this is a get-right spot for this Eagles offense to where they're going to click once again through the air. So over 48 in that contest, Aaron. All right, so my one of my favorites, Jalen Hurts, over 30 and a half pass attempts. He's gone over that 11 times. I knew I liked something Jalen Hurts related, but all the other um, options just seemed way too sharp. And I thought, felt like if you can get something that he's done more than eight times, then give it to me. So he's done this 11 times, gone over the 30 and a half. A.J. Brown, over 79 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over that nine times this season. I also like him to be the receiving leader for the weekend, so give me that. Baker Mayfield, the resurgence has been awesome. His connection with Mike Evans, I love what I'm seeing from him, and I just think 228 and a half is really low for his passing yards. George Pickens. He's going to have a game over three and a half receptions. I think it's like minus 120, um, a little bit juiced. If you want over four and a half, it's plus money, but I'll play it safer with the three and a half. My bonus bet will be coming in just a minute. I think you might be aligned with me on that one, Ed, but I'm going Panthers money line here. And then the bonus is Raiders money line. So two dogs on the money line, Paul. Dogs. I uh I can see I'll mix the uh, Raiders in the little money line 
dog parlay perhaps over the weekend. Uh, my five, though, Dolphins plus three and a half. There is still a three and a half out there. So I uh, love this spot for Miami, despite the injuries. Definitely we'll be looking at some HN props once they get posted as well, assuming Mostert is out. If not, kind of see which running back. How you want to play them? Uh, Saints. We're off the three, but I still like them at plus two and a half. So uh, Saints there. No, uh, we are head to head there. And I think Carr could have a game. Uh, Falcons. <laughs> how are the Bears? How are the Bears laying three uh, to anyone? I know they just did this last week and they won and they covered and blah, blah, blah. But I will take the Falcons catching three against the Bears. And then do I really want to make two Giants bets? Probably not. But I will go, instead of going directly against Ed, uh, I will go Tyrod. 225 plus at almost two to one. Uh, so low number for him at 197 and a half. Create some value on some of his alt numbers. And then this one we did not get to. Talk about the game quickly, but the Panthers. Aaron Jones last week, he was a rushing leader. Went 21 times for 127 yards. Travis Etienne, especially with, is it CJ Bethard? 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 Whatever. Bethard. Is it Trevor Lawrence? So Bethard. I'm going to bet. <laughs> I'm going to bet Etienne hard to go over his 60 and a half rushing yards. Smooth. Smooth yep. as silk. So- Middle name. Yeah. Jake, you got something? Jakob. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders plus a three and a half. I just, whatever the vibes are with this team, oh, I'm, I'm all in on Antonio Pierce. Give him the job. Do it. Uh, so I'll take the points there. I'm going to go on the Bucks as well. I'll lay the two and a half there. It's... It, Dennis Allen and Carr, okay, the corpse okay, of Derek Baker. Carr, really? Like, it's just, how? What are we doing here? So I'm, I, I will be aligned with Paul on the Giants, though, because Tyrod and you have RIP to our king, Illinois legend, Tommy DeVito, but Tyrod's back. <laughs> and I kind of like an angle that John Daigle, Ryman intended there, brought up. Terry McLaurin Big over 53 and a half. Speaking of competent quarterbacking, Jacoby Brissett is like actually decent when he's playing for the commanders. So McLaurin over 53 and a half, especially after he's been quoting all year, I'm out there doing cardio. So I think he's going to get some looks too. Hmm. Also bears okay. down to two and a half. I kind of think they're just going to smash. I don't know. The bears are inside. Awesome. <sighs> it's two and a half. And I'm looking at it right now. Bears are two and a half now. Do they fire oh, Arthur he's Smith back. right away? He's eating the piece. He's all over the propaganda. No, Lapka's in e- his ear. No, it's not even that. It's just because the Bears do the dumbest possible thing every time. So they're just going to win out and get like the 13th pick and just absolutely destroy their future. And it's so stupid. And no matter what they do, they're going to screw it up. So that's the important thing to remember. Uh, Panthers, Raiders, Bears, Moneyline, Parlay. Oh, my God. What are what? what? <laughs> That's going to turn into a New Year's resolution the very Jail. next day. Don't do this Jail. anymore. Jail. Jail. 10X. What about something like, I mean, I, I would more go like Giants, Falcons, Saints, but, you know. That's just also, me. I can't talk. Oh, I bet wow. the Pistons money line last night, so like I have no room to talk. Oh, you're one oh, of them. that hurt. God, everyone. <laughs> that hurt. No, no like, it was, I mean, it was just one, yesterday. 20? It was just yesterday, okay. and I'm never doing it again. That was a hilarious collapse. Never doing it again. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're gonna do it again. You're gonna. No get chance. Zippo. I I, I feel. <laughs> Zippo. I, I feel good about it. Any other New Year's resolutions you guys are gonna do? 
Or plans? Jake, I feel like you're getting weird on New Year's Eve. What are you doing? <laughs> Why does it have to be weird? Will you're, it be legal? You're of age. You're I'm, of that I'm age. out. I am famously out on bars on New Year's Eve. House parties only. I don't need to be packed into a bar to get okay. two drinks for sixty dollars. Out on bars on New Year's Eve. House party. I'm with you. Also, my New Year's resolution: I'm going to be worse this year. I'm not becoming I a better person. It. I'm becoming more evil. Thanks for watching and listening so to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, Island. stay tuned for the Daily Tip. <laughs> Have a safe and meaningful New Year, everybody.